Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Joseva Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. Today we have another travel expert on the show, all the way from Virginia. I would like to welcome Brianna Simmons. Thank you so much for having me, Jasper. Brianna, could you tell us a little bit about your background? Sure thing. Um, I have a full-time career as a physical therapist, but uh, I've always um, been a huge traveler, which started... um, with my days in the United States Navy going all over the world. Um, my travels have taken me throughout Europe, the Middle East, um, North America, and Central America. And uh, through my website, I aim to show that you can have rewarding and enriching travel experiences while you have a full-time career. That is great. So you've basically been all around the world almost, I'd say. Um. I have not been to um, the the Far East or Australia yet, but uh, those are certainly on the horizon sometime in the future. Great. And did you say you travel with the Navy? I did. I spent six years in the United States Navy traveling on an aircraft carrier. Oh, wow. That sounds very exciting. The aircraft carriers, I'm a little bit obsessed with aircraft carriers. Since I was young, I've always had a very strong interest in them. And in Holland, we don't have very many. So I actually went all the way to San Diego to visit the USS Midway. Oh, and, wow. Uh, it, was, uh, it was quite fascinating. It's, I was so um, amazed by how big these ships are. It's almost like a village. Yes, it's definitely a floating city. When uh, when it's fully staffed, there's um, over 5,000 people. And um, basically, each each um, area of the carrier is almost like its own little village um, with its own work pace and uh, traditions. Right. And as a, you, you weren't an aircraft uh, pilot, were you? I was not a pilot. I um, I actually helped run the nuclear reactors, so I helped make the ship go. Okay, great. Sounds very exciting. Um, so, Bianna, let's talk a little bit about Airbnb. Uh, sure I know you've you've used it in the past, and um, maybe you can tell us first how did you hear about Airbnb and what made you decide to give it a try. Um, I had my very first Airbnb experience um, this past July. Um, Usually I travel just as a couple with myself and my husband, but um, we had a few friends joining us for a holiday weekend trip, so I knew a uh, smaller cramped hotel room wasn't going to cut it for the four of us. 
so I started looking at what was available on Airbnb, and we found a fantastic flat in the heart of uh, downtown Boston. And how did you hear about Airbnb? Uh, through other travel blogs. Through other travel blogs. Okay. And um, so you've you've used it once. Were you, did you have any worries before you before you um, you booked this uh, this place or? I was a little tentative, but I, the, uh, our hosts had fantastic reviews and, uh, both myself and my husband, and then also our friends that were joining us were, were all a little bit adventurous. So we decided to give it a go. And how was the experience? It was fantastic. We could not have asked for better hosts. Um, they, uh, we had a little bit of a weather delay. There was actually a hurricane coming up the east coast of the United States that weekend. So they waited for us um, to make sure, make sure we arrived safely. Um, they had also left us out um, beverages, snacks, and guidebooks to Boston. And uh, we couldn't have asked for a better interaction with our hosts. That's great. Now you've You've traveled a lot. What, what type of places do you usually stay at? Um, when, you're I usually, not, when you're not on the aircraft carrier. Uh, not traveling on the aircraft carrier, which, uh, which is by no means a luxury by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> um, I tend to seek out boutique or uh, luxury properties that uh, fit in with the character of the uh, destination I'm visiting. So for... Larger cities like Boston, I tend to go for a more um, modern, urban feel. Whereas when I'm traveling in, say, Central America, I look for um, something that uh, is more nature-focused there. Like a treehouse. Treehouse, or uh, my, my favorite place I uh, went in Costa Rica was a, a nature lodge that had the thatched roof cabins on a cliff overlooking the Pacific. Wow, that sounds pretty amazing. I was just in Costa Rica myself a few months ago in Tamarindo. Where, whereabouts in Costa Rica did you go? Um, I went to several uh, places in Costa Rica. Um, we flew in and out of San Jose and we spent a few days on the Osa Peninsula on the very southwestern portion of Costa Rica. And then we spent a few days in Arenal, which uh, is the central area. With the near the volcano, did you get woken up by the howler monkeys a lot? Every morning, um, <laughs> but I tell you what, I never expected that uh, I'd go uh, have a vacation where I was in bed by nine every night and then up at five every morning and love every minute of it. <laughs> yeah, for those who don't know what howler monkeys are. They're very common in Costa Rica, and they get up really early, and they make a lot of noise. So the first time I saw them, I was very excited. But after a week or so, my excitement started to dwindle a little bit, and uh, I was uh, kind of hoping that they would uh, shut up and give me, some, give me some more sleep time in the morning. But uh, it, was pretty, uh, it was pretty cool to see them. Did you know that they actually used... Um uh, the sounds that the howlers monkey make, the howler monkeys make, um, 
when they were doing the sound effects for the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yep. So that, that gives, uh, gives your listeners a little bit of a, of a reference to the Howler Monkey alarm clock. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're definitely very noisy. <laughs> I can say that. It almost sounds like a dog, like a dog barking. But let's go, let's go back uh, to Airbnb. Um, what's, how would you compare your, your stay um, with, uh, with Airbnb compared to the type of accommodations that you usually go with? Um, the flat that we rented was is, uh, far and away much better than any hotel we could have uh, stayed at in Boston. Um, the, uh, the interior looks like it was taken from Architectural Digest and it was a 1,700 square foot flat and there's uh, no hotel room in Boston that could come close to that. Right, that sounds pretty cool. How was uh, how did you uh, did you think it was expensive or did you did you feel it was affordable? Um, it was uh, especially for a holiday weekend um, in a large city. It was very comparable to um, the four host, four star hotels in Boston, and we got so much more. Right, because you were able to split it with four people. Correct. Right, so it always comes down uh, a little bit less than if you have to split a hotel room with with two yes and was there was there anything you didn't like about about your host or your apartment or um not at all everything about this stay was exemplary um the location was um within a block of two metro stops and within 10 to 15 minutes walking distance of most of Boston's um, attractions. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing, it, it was pretty much a perfect stay. It, it really was. I was really impressed with my stay. Okay. So if you were to give some advice to, to all our Airbnb hosts who are listening, maybe you can, just name a few of the, the things that you thought were really awesome about this apartment. Um, well, first to start with, uh, the communications between my hosts and I were um, great. Uh, they frequently contacted me, and especially with uh, our weather-related delay, they made sure er, um, that you know, to keep up with what time we would be arriving. Then they were also very thoughtful with uh, leaving us a few uh, beverages and supplies in the apartment, as well as guidebooks to the area. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were just all around delightful people uh, to interact with. The apartment itself was uh, very spacious and comfortably decorated, and I felt they uh, really did a good job of describing the apartment online, and I uh, had a very good idea of what to expect. Right, so you mentioned two things that I think are very important. First of all, communication with the with the guest before arrival. I think this is a really important aspect that some hosts can definitely 
improve a little bit um, to give you an example of how it shouldn't be is I just went to Paris a few days ago and my host actually did not contact me after I booked her flat. I sent her a few messages but she didn't respond so I got in the train in Amsterdam heading to Paris without having been in touch with my host which is not a very good feeling. No, I, I, I can see that would be very nerve-wracking. <laughs> right, because in the back of your head you're thinking, well, does this place exist? Is my host going to be there? Um, what am I going to do if I'm going to end up in front of a closed door? And these are worries that you have if your host doesn't communicate well with you. Certainly. So um, I'm happy to hear that you had a a great experience and I can't put enough emphasis on on the communication up front so to make sure you always contact your guests several times and um, I always feel like if something goes wrong my guests will forgive me because they know I've put in a lot of effort to try and make their stay as comfortable as possible and I think the communication up front is an important aspect in that would you, could you, can you, uh, um, can you uh, relate to that or? Oh, certainly. And uh, I think with um, any stay, be it Airbnb, uh, hostel, hotel, or in, there definitely needs to be some uh, communication from whoever is hosting you. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think with Airbnb specifically, because there's no reception. You know, yes. When you stay at a hotel, you know that someone's going to be there, right? Yes, and uh, I think there, um, you definitely have to have uh, that clear line of communication um, from both ends, so that the uh, host knows what you know when to expect you, um, and you know what uh what you may be expecting from your stay right absolutely and the other thing you mentioned was the listing was very accurately described so you had all the information that you wanted before booking the apartment correct correct and this is another important aspect because as a traveler you just want to know where you're going to stay and what it's going to look like you know, I I remember going through some apartments in uh, on Airbnb, planning my Paris trip, and I saw some listings that didn't show a picture of the bed. You know, and that's I was thinking, how am I ever going to book this place if I don't know where I'm going to sleep? Exactly, uh, that's a, a pretty integral part of any stay, I think. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So. It's very good to have an accurate listing, provide as much information as possible, and that way you know what to expect and you know what you're going to get, and then you feel more comfortable traveling to an unknown location and staying with somebody, some person that you've never met before. So would you, uh, would you use Airbnb again in the future? Uh, certainly. Um, I've actually got an upcoming trip to Chicago that I've been... Uh, looking at uh, listings on and I uh, 
certainly hope something works out with that because again, and uh, it's definitely nice for me as a traveler to have a little bit more space in the comforts of home. And I actually know somebody who hosts in Chicago. This is a member of our Airbnb Academy Facebook group. So I'll make sure to send you the link to his listing. And I know he has a really nice, um, nice floor in his house that he rents out. So I'll uh, I'll send you the link link after after we're done with the with the show. Have you? Uh, would you ever consider hosting? Um, I would, except for the fact that uh, I do have some pets, and they tend to be very um, finicky and particular about who they interact with. Okay. Are these cats or dogs or? They are cats. And they have a, a strong personality. They do. Um, Unfortunately, yeah, they uh, they love uh, me and my husband to pieces. Other people, they can be um, not so friendly with. You could you could put up a listing and say cat lovers only. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's not necessarily other people liking my cats. It's my cats liking the other people. <laughs> Because yeah, they, they kind of you make you make them sound kind of dangerous. It's not that they're dangerous, but it is their house too. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's uh yeah that could definitely be a uh, something to consider before you start housing. Um. So Brianna, it was interesting to get your thoughts on Airbnb. Uh, you've had a, uh, a really positive experience and you're looking forward to using it again in the future, which is, uh, which is great. And Airbnb is growing very fast. We spoke to Chip Conley recently and he mentioned that about 1,400 hosts are being added every single day, which is pretty incredible. That is. What are your thoughts on the sharing economy in, in general? Um, I think it's, a uh, it's great for people to, um, you know, be able to start their own small businesses as well as, um, for those who are looking for those services, you've got a, a lot more options than you had previously. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's uh, all sorts of new platforms popping up popping up all the time one that i really like for travelers that's fairly new is uh, a platform called called flight car where uh, you can park your car at the airport for free and someone who's visiting your city can then rent your car so instead of having to pay for parking you come back from holiday and you'll actually get some money from uh, if, if somebody rents your car. So I thought that was a really cool sort of uh, addition to the to the list of online peer-to-peer marketplaces that are around. Oh, certainly. That was a new one for me. Um, I haven't used it myself yet, but I've, I've had uh, several friends have really positive experiences using Uber. Right. Uber is definitely one of my favorites too. 
In fact, I was in Vegas this year, and when I arrived, I automatically opened up my Uber application, and I was shocked to see that there were no Ubers in Vegas, and I actually had to had to find a regular taxi. Oh wow, that <laughs> that is really surprising. Yes, the taxi industry is pretty big in Vegas, so they're uh, a little bit uh, protective of their uh, of their business, I, I guess. But uh, I think Uber is actually going there pretty soon, so things will change eventually. Yes, we've uh, we've. In uh, Virginia Beach, we really haven't had any of the um, ride-sharing services like Uber, but um, Lyft has recently opened up in our area. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And do they have the pink moustaches on the on the car? Um, they do not. I, I haven't seen any driving around, okay. but we'll see. <laughs> So, Brianna, maybe you can tell us a little bit about your blog and how people can can find you and learn more about your travels and your writing. Okay, um, my blog is The Casual Travelist, and again, I uh, aim to show people that you can um, balance a full-time career with rewarding travel experiences, and in particular, I like to focus on culinary and nature travel, and I've recently added a, uh, a recipe section to my blog as well, so, and that seems to be getting some uh, pretty uh, positive feedback. Um, you can visit my blog at uh, www the casual or dot casualtravelist.com and uh, I look forward to uh, seeing some new faces on there awesome and I'm, I'm just looking at your site right now I see a field with a with a house in the middle surrounded by some trees is, is that where you live uh, no I I wish <laughs> it looks really um, nice <laughs> it's beautiful that is actually a picture I took in Salzburg um, from the uh, the Salzburg Fortress, which is about 800 feet over the city of Salzburg. Okay, I would never have guessed that it would be Salzburg. But did you write about the food by any chance in Austria? Uh, I did. That was actually one of my very first posts, and it um, to this day is uh, one of my more popular. I, I get a lot of traffic from that. Okay, I. Uh I like a few dishes from Austria. One's called Kaisersmarren and one's, is, one's called Kermknödel. Does that sound familiar? Um, tell me about the first one. Kaisersmarren, it's like pancakes, chopped up pancakes mixed with eggs. That's the best way I can describe it. No, I did not uh, experience that one. Okay. Um, in my post, I, I wrote uh, a lot about the Austria's famous desserts, right? Uh, especially uh, apple strudel, right. and just uh, about several restaurants that I experienced while I was in Salzburg. Um, and I featured uh, the dumplings and Wiener Schnitzel, and then also. In fall, it's the uh, the height of pumpkin season, so um, there is a wonderful pumpkin risotto that I had. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at some pictures. It looks pretty nice, and I see you. You're enjoying a good glass of Erdinger. Oh yes. Hefeweizen beer with that, which is definitely uh, recommended. It's one of my favorite beers. Mine too. Awesome. So everybody, if you're off to Austria or even Salzburg, make sure to check out Brianna's blog, and you will find the best restaurants to eat. And with that, thank you very much, Brianna, for taking the time to be on our show. And everybody out there, every Monday and Thursday, we have another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. If you want to learn more about Airbnb hosting, we have several options for you to get some great information for free. You can download our audiobook at getpaidforyourpad.com slash audio dash book. You can go to getpaidforpad.com to download the first three chapters of our book for free. And if you want to have the Kindle version, you can go to Amazon. If you Google, um, Google, <laughs> if you type in uh, Airbnb in Amazon, we are now the first book that will show up. So you can't miss it. And with that, this is the end of the show. I will see you next time. Get paid for your pet, get paid for your pet.